It's a joy, amen? Isn't it? It's a joy and a privilege. You know, you don't want to turn the light switch of faith off, ever. And so I love our worship team because they endeavor constantly not just to bring us into the presence of God, but wrap us in the love of God, which is the word of God that gives us the insight that we need in order to be the conquerors that Jesus Christ created us to be. Amen? we got to see that. You think, sometimes I think, sometimes people think, you know, the anointing shows up. The anointing showed up on purpose. There is a, a reason why the anointing shows up in this in this church, and when you come here, and when you're watching by way of, there's a reason why. It's because God, we're making room for God constantly. And Pastor Justin, the last thing we always say coming out of that agreement, give him Jesus. See, Jesus is the word of God. And the word of God is love because God is love, right? So we're constantly not just playing church and singing a good, happy song so we can get ready for a message or try to pump ourselves up for the day. We're recognizing the words that you're singing on an every Sunday situation are always wrapped in the word of God, always wrapped in the love of God so that you and I can be charged because that's what we're birthed out of. We're birthed out of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. So that when that word is pouring over you, when Pastor Cassie and the team, they're led to let the word of God just flow out of them and worship over us. It's building us up in who God created us to be. Amen? That's why you feel good. Amen? You get in a worship service and, yeah, there are times you're getting you know, convicted about something, but the reality is it's cleansing you so that God can do more in and through you in your life. Amen? So it becomes a refreshing, the times of refreshing come. Amen? Well, I'm excited. I want to um, just uh, preface this. If y'all know the last couple of times that I've ministered, I've been talking about a, a book that the Lord has placed. He's been, he's been pouring into me for years now, uh, and it's called The Perfect Life, dot, dot, dot. No, I'm sorry. The perfect day, dot, 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 the perfect life. And, and uh, it stems from a conversation. The very first part of this book stems from a conversation I had with someone who was a, a, a general manager of a well-known ministry. In the process, we were visiting about uh, what God had placed on the inside of Cassie. Now, this is years ago, 15, almost 20 years ago. And the Lord sat us down with him, and he just asked, man, there's a lot of stuff on the inside of you, Rick, uh, that God has placed. How are you going to get it done? You know, he wanted to know the nuts and bolts of the situation. And, uh, you know, I sat there and I listened to his question and I, I didn't answer immediately. And I paused for just a few because I wanted to answer from my, from my inside, not just from, hey, this is what we're going to do. You know, some of you get your blueprints and you get your vision boards and you got all this stuff out there. And we had those and we got things that are out there. But I've learned over the years and through the season of life and in ministry that you can have all that stuff up there, but it might not be exactly what God's told you to do. Okay, I'm just being real with you, and that's a reality check. So what I answered to him in that moment was this. It was real simple. I said, well, I said, you know, so-and-so, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify this because this is what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to do exactly what I'm doing right now today. I said, I get up really early in the mornings. I love my time with the Lord. I spend time with the Lord before my family gets up so that I can hear what it is God's trying to say to me. But I've done that for years, even well before I ever had a family. And so I cultivated that, that relationship with God. And I try to tithe 10% of my day before I ever start my day to the Lord, just spending time with him. Okay. And I said, you know what I did? I said, I got up this morning and I spent my time with the Lord and I asked the Lord, what he wanted me to do today? And I said, and I spent time with him and I just kind of mapped it out, prayed in the spirit, stayed in the word, focused. What do you want me to get accomplished today, Lord? You know what? I'm doing exactly what God's told me to do today. 
And I said, you know, uh, this sounds, this sounds really simple, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to spend my time with the Lord. And I'm going to, I'm going to dive into his presence and dive into my relationship with him and create, uh, uh, continue, continue to cultivate the relationship that I have with him. And I'm going to ask him what he wants me to do today. In the process of it, he's going to tell me what he wants me to do that day. And so I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to do the same thing. Then I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to do the same thing. And when it's all said and done, I will have done everything that God wants me to do in my life. The dreams that he's placed on, my, on the inside of me aren't mine to make happen. It's his responsibility. I'm his workmanship. And I've got to trust that. But see, here's the thing is everybody wants their dreams to kind of pass boom now. You know? And you've got to recognize there's some things that God can't bring you yet because you're not ready for them yet. And there's some things in my life that I know God has spoken into me that I've got to trust him that he's perfecting that which concerns me in those areas of my life. My, my responsibility is to seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, his way of doing things and being right, do what he tells me to do, and in the process of it, I will fulfill everything that he's told me that I'm supposed to fulfill. Amen? Amen. And there's more that he wants to unveil to me, but you know what? He can't unveil them yet, but if I keep spending time with him, he'll, he'll come another point in time, well, this is what I want you to do next. And this is what I want you to do next. And it's, it can get real complicated, I think, in our life. And I'm a simple kind of guy. I just truly am. I'm, I'm a nuts and bolts kind of guy uh, from coming from a coaching background and coming from a, a I like to win. I, mean, you know, I just be real, you know, and it's just, uh, it's a really, it's a, a revelation that you have to get on the inside of you. If you like to win, it's not the flashy that's going to finish the fir- finish line first. Come on. It's not the ones that have all this hoop and holler. It's the ones that do the things that nobody else wants to do. It's the simple things that confound the wise. And so I, I've learned years ago, and, and I, this seeded into me from, a, um, from one of my first mentors, first job I ever had as a youth and rec pastor 30 years ago, Charlie Robinson. He said, Rick, write down all your dreams and your goals. And this is part of the, one of the other messages, but I believe you need to hear this because uh, it's, it's simple. It's not that complicated. He had me write down all the dreams and desires that I wanted for my whole entire life and write them down, put timetables with them and set it all out. And he, he had me write it all down on purpose. And then uh, it took me about three or four months and he'd come and he said, dream, dream. And now I think about the words of John Osteen that used to say, he would always say, dream the biggest dream you've ever dreamed. And when you've dreamed the biggest dream you've ever dreamed, you haven't dreamed big enough. God's bigger than that. And, and that's what he was telling me. Just dream, Rick, they're just dreams. They're just dreams, just dream. And he sat me down and he did that. And when he did that, I wrote them all down. And he, every once in a while, he'd just pop into my office and say, hey, Rick, how are those dreams coming? I'm like, okay, i got to think about those dreams. Because you don't always think about it. I was young, you know. But the Lord was trying to cultivate something on the inside of me. So I began to write it. He said, I want your three-year goal, your five-year goal, your 10-year goal, your 20-year goal, your ultimate dreams in life. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. And Jesus is just a dream. And he said that to me all the time. And you know, it's amazing. He took those about three or four months later and he said, okay, I need to have your dreams. And he pulled me into his office and he put them on the, he put them on my desk. He says, Rick, I don't even need to look at these. He said, but I'm going to tell you something. He said, if you will run after God with everything that you have, if you will press towards him with everything that's on the inside of you, every one of those dreams will come to pass. Because God placed those dreams on the inside of you, and he wants to make those dreams come to pass. But don't go after the dreams. And I'm here to tell you that every single, I put stuff down like, because I had stopped 
chasing sports in my life. And I put down, you know what? I always dreamed of winning a state championship as a coach. I wrote that down. I, I wanted to do, go, I've been in eight different countries ministering the gospel. I played ball. and I mean, I want to do, these were just dreams, though. I wasn't like, I was done with that. I'd already graduated. I was graduated from college. And so I was like, I'm not doing this stuff anymore. I'm going after God. And that's exactly what he was trying to, trying to help me see. That when you run after God, God will make sure everything that's put on the inside of you will come to pass. So in preface to this book, and as we get finished, and our goal is to finish it by the end of this year, no matter what. And so uh, I look at my wife. She's my ghostwriter. She's helping me. Thank you, God, for Pastor Cassie. Amen. She's, she's my confidant. She's awesome. So, uh, But in the process of it, you know, it's the perfect day, the perfect life. And I think too many times we're trying to have the perfect life without just focusing on, you know what, today's the day. Tomorrow, you're not promised tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. Today. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Come on. I got old school in me. I go way back. Okay? So just a reality. But, you know, those, oh, that old school mentality helps. And, you know, I've had coaching friends of mine that have won multiple, multiple state championships. People that walked around with Bobby Knight and uh, the, some of the great Dean Smiths and things like that. And he would, they would pound into me. It's just the simple things. He says, we're just going to do what you do better, Vince Lombardi. Listen to from a football standpoint. And it's the same way from a spiritual standpoint in your Christian walk. It, you know what? It may look like you showed up overnight, but it was a lot of nights getting there. Amen. Doing the, doing the things that nobody else wants to do in the process. Spending time in the Word. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, in 2010, the Lord, uh, right, well, actually 2009, being a coach, having a coaching background mentality, uh, I've learned it is simple. It's not that complicated. It's, 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 it's taking the fundamentals and getting it done right. And how many of y'all, you know what, I left those books. Those books are in there. Can you get those books that are in there? Uh, how many of y'all uh, have just devoured every teaching tape on success? And when Brother Copeland or Brother Dr. Chevelle, I've read every one of Dr. Chevelle's books. I mean, I, I, was, I was telling um, Eric before I came out here, I said, look at this book. These books, and he said, they look brand new. Said, you look them up, and they're just loaded with different highlights and everything in them. These are books that I've read for years. And, you know, as, you're, as you study the Word of God, you need to study to show yourself to be approved. And so, but you know, if you're like me, I've got bookshelves in there of different books on finances, on healing, on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, how to be led by the Holy Spirit, all these things. And I was like, okay, Lord, I've got all this and I hear all these different great messages and you go to convention every year and you get another one. You're like, oh yes. And this is the one, you know, and you're like, okay. I was like, Lord, it's not that complicated. I said, there's so much information out there. I need you to help me. I need you. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm one of those, I'm a grinding kind of person. I'm not one of those that's just blessed with intelligence like my wife was. I'm like, I'm just not, you know, and, you know, it's just the reality. Some people just have the ability to read something and they're like, wow, and they'll tell you the whole entire thing. I read it, I don't know what it said. You know what I'm saying? I've got to read it like 10 times before I really grab. Come on, I was one of those guys. So I'm like, okay, Lord, help me with this because I need this to be simplified in my life because I'm, mean, look at this. This is, this is some great books up here. But I look, this is Increase God's Ways by Dr. Savelle. And I mean, I've got all my notes in here and wrote down. And it's really cool because part of this message that I'm going to share with you comes out of one of the, the things that he just said in this book. But it registered with me. And so I said, Lord, I need you to simplify it. 
He said, so in 2009, going into 2010, this is when Cassie and I were traveling all over and ministering every weekend, two or three times a week. And uh, he said, I want you to preach this. And he says, and uh, he says, a three-step plan to get to have success in any area of your life. And I was like, okay. And so that, that, that caught me for, for one. But it's a, it's a matter of not just what you know to do, it's what you do. Because if everybody did everything they knew to do, they'd all be what? Rich, skinny, and happy. Right? Come on now. Right? Okay. That's just a reality, okay? It's doing the word, not just hearing the word. Amen? It's doing what it is that God's told you to do. And it's compiled. This message is actually compiled of so many different teachings from Brother Hagen and Brother Roberts and Do- Brother Copeland and Dr. Savelle. And, and not just the, not just the, hey, you know, I just grabbed one thing and this works, you know. It was something. The cool thing about it is the testimonies that came during that year, year and a half that I preached this were just amazing. And I get letters from people that were just like, wow, you won't believe what it did to my business. I was 100,000, you know, things that God had mentioned to me or told me to do. And because you said, because of what you taught, it helped me get to that place in my life. And so I believe it's going to do the same thing for you. So here are the three steps, okay? And then we're going to talk about them. Number one, you have to get fed up with your current situation. And, and I love this because if you go look at that book, Increase God's Ways, it's not even one of Dr. Savelle's um, uh, like, um, points in the book. But the first thing he said is, I, got, I had to get fed up. The first thing he says in Increase God's Ways, if you're going to see success, in your, you've got to get fed up with your current situation. And if you're not willing to get fed up about it, you're going to keep dealing with it. Okay, so that's the first one, and we'll come back and we'll talk about that and teach on that. And the second one is B and cap, two E's, like the capital letters, B and E, B, because that's the first part. Be totally convinced that it is God's will for you to win in that area of your life. Once you get, once you get fed up, you have got to be totally convinced that it is God's will for you to win in that area of your life. If you're not convinced that God wants you to win in that area of your life, you'll never see the victory on the other side of that. And there's a lot to that. There's a, I mean, I preach this and I preach for days on this sometimes, but we're going to, we're going to put it together this morning. It's just a great nugget for you to have to understand. You're going to have to dive into it more. The last thing is do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. And I, and I love that. Uh, Brother Copeland and his ministry of uh, his six steps to excellence in ministry that Pastor Justin has actually taken us men through during this season of the church. Uh, in there, he talks about three things that Brother Roberts taught him to do. And it says, once you got to get a word from God. Uh, two, don't confer with flesh and blood. And then three, do whatever it takes to get that word done. So once you are totally convinced that it's God's will, you got to do whatever it is that God tells you to do from that point. Okay, so we're going to unwrap these because it, there's a lot in, the, in, these, uh, in these three things. So getting fed up. I mean, how many of you still, um, there's things in your life that you've been just believing for forever, it seems like. Hey, go ahead and raise your hand. That's fine. You know, there's some things in our lives where it's like, oh, you know, there, the only way that that's going to change is there has to come rise up something on the inside of you that you're done with it. And it becomes one of those things that, you know what, Lord, you're going to show me and I'm going to do whatever you need me to do in this situation and for this never to be in my life again. My mom told me something years ago, and, and I shared this with Cassie after we've been married a couple of years and about three or four years. And uh, the, uh, she 
she entered into a situation, uh, and she, um, it was not a good situation. And she didn't like me very much when I told her this statement, but she has used it from this day forward and has overcome in any circumstance where this is concerned. There's things in your life that you deal with on a regular basis because you haven't got fed up enough with them to stop letting them bother you in the situation that you're in. Okay? You can't do right. got to recognize Satan is only plays by the natural realm. So if he sees something that ticks you off, he's going to keep bringing that thing to you because he knows it ticks you off. All right? So here's what you have to do. I'm not going to get moved by that anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to do whatever it is that God tells me to do with that situation. And I'm going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Amen. I'm going to overcome in this situation because God's already promised me the victory that overcometh the world, even my faith. I may see a situation, but if I'm wrestling with it in the natural realm, I will never overcome it in the physical, in the spiritual realm. Come on. Once I've overcome it in the spiritual realm, it'll stop taking place in the natural realm. It will not even move you. You know, uh, playing sports at different levels, and there's some of you that have done that. In every level, there seems it goes to it goes to another level. I never will forget. I I got out of high school and went and played my first tennis tournament, and I got spanked. I'm talking about no, it was ugly, goose egg ugly. You know what I'm saying? And I thought I was all that in a bag of chips, and thought something was going to happen. I got a rude awakening. Amen. But it, over the course of time, I began, I began to become very dominant in what I did in some areas of that, okay? So what is it, though? But at that moment, at that level, I had never seen that level, okay? So what happens is, is there's some things that have to be, a revelation has to come to you, okay, there's something here that I need to help go to the next level. So I need to get some revelation in order for that to happen so that I can get better at the circumstance that I'm facing, okay? So... But I had to get, what was I going to do? You hit a roadblock, you see a situation, you may have an issue with someone at work. Okay? That type of person is going to keep popping up into your life until you learn how to walk in love with that person, no matter what they say to you. Just a reality. And that's where my mom hit me with it because I was dealing with some people that I just wanted, I wanted to just hurt. Does that make sense? This is before I was in the ministry or anything else like that. So, and so the reality of that, so, you know, I had to face a reality for myself. What, how am I going to handle the situation that I'm facing? Am I going to walk in love or am I not going to walk in love? Am I going to do what the Word of God says to do in the situation? Or am I going to let that consume me, part, part of that forgiveness that Pastor Cassie was talking about just a few minutes ago, that the Lord was actually ministering to you about? There's some things you need to let go in your life in order for you to go to the next level in your life that God wants to take you to. All right, so getting fed up is super, super important. Let's look at some people that got fed up. Matthew chapter Let's look at this verse first. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You've got to hunger and thirst for the things of God more than the situation that you're going through. You're going to have to hunger. I'm talking about hunger and thirst for this. I'm looking at Andrew back here this past week in, um, in youth. I talked about when you really want something, it's like that guy that had to push that other guy's head in the water and, and stick it underneath and just tell him, when you gasp for your last breath of air, just like, just like you gasp for your last breath of air, if that's the way you hunger and thirst for what God has in store for you, you're going to get it. you got to get hungry. You're, you, if you're just... You know what? I'm, you know, I'll just keep taking my meds and I'm okay. You're going to keep taking your meds and that's how you're going to be okay. That's where your faith is. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with your meds. You got to understand God meets you where your faith is. So you need to take the word of God and keep continue to cultivate going to another level. 
Or your finances, well, I'm just getting along. That's great. We're fine. Our bills are paid. No, God wants you blessed. Exceedingly abundantly above in your finances. All that you can ask or think, right? So you got to go to the next level in that area of your life. Well, you know, I'm just glad my kid's not out in the world. They're going to, no, they've got a calling on their life. You need to be believing for them to fulfill the call of God on their life. Amen? Don't stop. Why? You got door A, B, and C, and A is the best. Which one do you want to take? A. I mean, come on, think about that. It's not that complicated, right? But now you may have to settle for B and C for a few, but then as you grow and mature in your relationship with the Lord, you want to eventually get to A. Come on. Proverbs 18.21 says this, Through desire, a person separates himself and intermingles with all wisdom. Through what? Through desire. Goes back to hunger and thirsting. Are you hungry and thirsting for it enough to desire it? To determine that it's going to take place in your life. It's through desire. Through desire. Your desire for wanting to lose weight is more desirable than your desire for that apple pie. Right? Come on. You've got to have a desire. There's some, and you know what? God's placed those desires on the inside of you. You keep doing, uh, Brother Hagin used to say, you know what? You can be believing for your thumb to get healed, but if you keep, keep hitting it, with a ball-ping hammer, it's going to start continue to be messed up. Right? So stop doing whatever it is that you're doing that's not working and step into whatever it is that God's telling you to do. But you got to get fed up with that situation. You know, we used to tie a coat hanger or bailing wire. If you're in a rodeo world, Trey, we love you. You're, you're talking about, you got bailing wire hooked to everything. Bailing wire is what they use to put hay around. It's a little, you know, String and you, you're trying, you, 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 bumpers pulled up with a bathing wire, you know, whatever it takes, you know, stop, get a new bumper, right? Come on, quit, quit just fixing things, you know? Okay, we're not gonna go too far into that. All right. Uh, let's look at a couple of people that got fed up. Luke 8 43, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all of her living upon physician, neither could be healed of any. Now, remember this lady. She's the woman with the issue. She shouldn't have been in public. She could have been stoned at the moment. She didn't give a rip what anybody thought about her. She said, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. They can stone me or I can die of this disease that's on the inside of me. She got fed up. You want to see miracles, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations? Get fed up with your current situation. If you're not fed up, you're not going to see it. Come on. Look at another person in 2 Kings 7, 3. There were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit here? Why sit we here until we die? They're going to die. So how do you want to live your life? They're like, let's get out of here then. What do they do? They went in there. Y'all know the whole story. If you go look at that whole entire scripture passage, they go in there, and they realize that they go into the enemy's camp. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Come on now. Took back what he stole from me. What do you got? You got to get fed up to the point you're tired of Satan stealing your stuff. You're tired of Satan putting sickness on you. You're tired of Satan running your kids. Come on. You got to get fed up with it just like they did and say, why sit here until we die? Let's go get something. And, you know, let's go check it out, man. Let's just go after it. And what do they do? They, uh, man, because of their willingness to get fed up with the situation, not only did they walk into a bounty for themselves, but they became a blessing to everybody else in the entire kingdom. 
See, some of the things that God's trying to get you through are not just for you. He's the God of all comfort that teaches you to comfort so that you can comfort others. We have a ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world back into their right relationship with God in any area of their life. So when he gets you through something, he's going to put people around you that need to get through just what you just got through. Amen? Because you all of a sudden have what it takes in order to get to the other side. Amen? Come on. So that's another one. Uh, And then you can go, I could talk about Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, right? You can talk about the ten lepers, right? You can talk about Jairus on on the same road that the woman with the issue of blood there's a man called Jairus in this situation. Jairus got fed up. You know, Jairus could get his papers taken away from him. He could, seriously, he was one of the prominent men in the whole entire region, and he could have had it all taken away from him because he was talking to Jesus. He didn't care. His daughter was sick at home. He was fed up with her. She's going to die. There's some things in your life you can't be concerned what anybody else thinks about you. There are things they can do. They can call you whatever they want to call you. They can say this and that about you. You stay in the word. You let the word of God show itself mighty on your behalf because he will every single time. But you need to get fed up with what you're going through right now. Don't let it move you anymore. Never let them see you sweat. Come on. Raise your hand if you're sure, right? (laughs) Seriously. Never let them see you sweat. You got to see this. I love the testimony that Brother Keith Moore gives about this when he talks. Because see, this is derived not just from my. What, this is things that I've been seeded into me. But Keith Moore, I never forget this. Years ago, I heard him tell this story about when he used to be. You know the MMA fighters that you see. Yes, that's what Keith Moore was pressing to be. Okay, can you imagine that? He's so kind, so nice, so sweet. Can you imagine him hitting him, pounding somebody? You go, oh my goodness, okay? All right, but the reality of it, that's what it was. But he had a sensei tell him, if someone hits you with everything that they've got, and it feels like all your teeth have just came out, and they may have, just look at them and put the biggest smile on your face, even if you're toothless, and just <laughs> smile at them because you gotta, you got to recognize they just hit you with their hardest shot. And if you'll smile in the midst of that, you've just created fear on the inside of them because it looks like it didn't move you one bit. Come on, there's a, there's a, in that message, Increase God's Way, there's a me- part of that Dr. Lavelle talks about when you're at your, when you're at your weakest point, when you're at your, their, their lowest times, it's usually the time that you're going to get your greatest breakthrough. But you've got to strap it on. You've got to dig deeper in the Word. You've got to stay fed up and say, no, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to do what God said I'm going to do in this situation. Amen? And so you see that here with, with Jairus. He's going after it. Just like these that believe for more. You think about Zacchaeus. You think about there are so many people in the Bible that God did, Jesus did wonders for. The, way he, the reason he was able to do them, they were willing not to be worried about what everybody else thought about them. Come on. We've got to do that, all right? So, so you get fed up. Now, be totally convinced. Be totally convinced that it is God's will for you to win in whatever area of your life you're believing for. That word be is huge. To be or not to be, that is the question. Remember that? Okay? I don't know if they y'all still study that in school, to be or not to be. You know? But the reality, to be or not, you either are or you aren't. If you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will never be everything that God created you to be. You're not going to be there. You could, you, you're not going to win in every area of your life because you don't believe that it's God's will for you because you don't know who you are. You're a child of the Most High God. You're an heir to the throne. 
You and I have got to get serious about that. Now, how do you get convinced? That's another thing that we'll talk about in just a minute. Okay? Um, this is one of those areas that uh, Dr. Savelle, if you go back, receiving God's best. So there was that one, and here's receiving God's best. On page 15 in this book, he talks about this. You've got to get convinced. Get totally convinced. Be totally convinced that it's God's will for you to live. If you aren't convinced that it's God's will for you to live debt-free, then you'll never be debt-free. If you aren't totally convinced that God wants you to be totally free in your body. Now, let me, let me, now pay attention. We'll go back to that. You know what? You are where you are, and that's okay. Which, what I'm saying is, is God's best is that you lend unto many nations and you borrow from none. To owe no man anything but the debt of love. Now, we all, reality, we all grew up in an earth curse system, and debt was a way to get everything that you have. That's just reality, okay? So don't condemn yourself of where you are in this situation right now. There's no condemnation for those, condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The reality of it is if you want to stop being in debt, think about it. If you didn't have a mortgage payment, what would you could do with that couple of thousand that you're, well, come on, just think about that, or three or four thousand, whatever it is. Seriously, you could do whatever with that money. Okay? So, so I'm not saying, it's, you're, I'm not saying that you're not doing well, but you want to do better. You want to win. You don't want it owning you. You want to own it. Amen? And you're not moved by what you see, right? Okay. So if you aren't totally convinced that God wants you to be totally free in your body, this is important. It's important. See, God, God you know what? He's going to meet you where you are at the moment. But he wants you to continue to cultivate what he created on the inside of you, and that's to be let him be your physician. So when things take, he created your body to never die. He created my body to never die. And the more I get cultivate, continue to cultivate it. I mean, Pastor Cassie goes through scriptures, 100 scriptures every single day, two times a day sometimes. Seriously, and I'm there listening to her. I'm quoting them with her. We're reading. What are we doing? Meditating in that word. What are we doing? Keeping it rich on the inside of us so we can release it when we need to release it. Come on. And so you've got to recognize this. It's not, don't condemn yourself for where you are. Think about where you want to be. And you have to be totally convinced that that's where God wants you to be. Hmm. Okay, continue here. If you don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues for you, you will never be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I come out of a, a denominational world, and so they just, and they'll tell me sometimes, you know, well, I just don't believe that's, I guess it's for you, but it's not for me. Well, that's what you believe, and there's nothing I can do about what you believe. Well, they're not convinced that God's, Jesus said it is his desire to give it to all men. They've got to go into the word for themselves, cultivate the reality that that's what God says. Are you gonna, you've got to learn, if you're going to develop in this and be totally convinced, you're going to have to make the word of God first priority. If God said it, that settles it. You might not even believe it at the moment, but if you'll settle it, you'll eventually start to walk in it. And the same people that are doubting what you believe are going to see that it's actually happening in your life, and they're going to go, wow, that happened. Well, if it happened for them, come on. Why can't it happen for me? You become a living testimony, right? And all of a sudden, your family starts calling you when they need somebody to pray for them. Come on. All right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to be or not to be, you're either are or you aren't. Uh, in Galatians 3.29, it says, you are heirs of God according to promise, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. 
You know, people say, you're just trying to put yourself up, up there with God or with Jesus. No, he put us up there. And you have to be totally convinced of that. And if, you don't, if you're not convinced of that, you're not convinced of the word of God. Because that's what the word of God says. And so what you have to do is you've got to get developed in it. And it doesn't come overnight. All right? Miss Betty, I almost called her Mama Betty. Miss Betty, how many people have you trained? And at first, they don't look like they're going to get it done. But if they'll keep doing what it is that you're telling them to do, they get results. I'm telling you, when you keep doing what the Word of God says to do, you will get the results that you're looking for. you got to stay in it. In it to win it, right? It says this in Galatians 3.29, and then also in Romans 8.17, And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. That's Romans 8, 17. So we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus. How do you become totally convinced that it is God's will for you? Now, this is, this is important. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? It's faith. This is how you're going to get convinced of this. You and I have got to keep the light switch of faith turned on. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith called those things that be not as though they were. Faith walketh in love. One of the things we talked about tonight. So it doesn't stop. Your faith is what's going to determine how do, how do we make sure that we accomplish what, staying fed up with this, there's some things in your life that are just a thorn in the flesh. And it's not a thorn, okay? What it is is things that you come, how do you do overcome it? You come overcome it by the word of God. You allow the word of God in that situation. So you'll have to take that, you know what? No, I walk in love. If forgiveness is something you're dealing with, you're going to say, no, I, the greater one lives on the inside of me. He is love. I forgive because I have been forgiven. You'll begin to see scriptures. What are you doing? You have to find out what the word of God. You have to meditate in it just like God told Joshua to meditate in the word day and night. Let's go to that passage of scripture. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. In order to be totally convinced, you have to be like Joshua. I want you to see something here. He tells Joshua in this passage of scripture to be more than he tells them to do. Because if you don't know who you are, you won't be able to do what you're capable of doing. I'm going to say that again. If you don't know who you are, then you won't be able to do what you're capable of doing. You got to understand this. You have got to know that you know that you know that you're a child of the Most High God. You have to know that you know nobody can tell you otherwise that the blood of Jesus runs through your veins. That the same love that God placed on the inside of Jesus, that same love lives on the inside of you. That the Spirit of the Lord rests upon us just like that Spirit rests upon Jesus because you're a child of the Most High God. He told Joshua, you got to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And how do you do that? This is how he told him to do that. In verse 6, he says, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide an inheritance of the land which I swore unto their fathers. Only be thou strong. Be again. Be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according. See, he's already talked about being a few times before he talks about doing. Then only, he says, only be thou strong and very courageous. That you, why are you only to be first so that you can do what it is that I have for you to do? To do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it from the right hand or the left, that thou mightest prosperous wherever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. 
You shall meditate therein day and night, you, that y'all may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have good success. You have got to know what the Word of God says about your situation, and you got to cling to, rely upon it, cleave to it with everything that's on the inside of you, and don't let anything else distract you from what God's Word says about your situation. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith, just like Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. It is a fight. Satan is after the word that God has promised you and me where we are his children and that we can walk in all of his promises that he's promised us. Amen? Amen. This is good. All right? How do you do that? You seek you first. Seek you first. Seek you first, the kingdom of God. If you're going to seek God, do great and mighty things in your life, you're going to seek the will of God for your situation. Psalms 1 is another one that talks about meditating the word. Now I want to get to the last point. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. I see this all the time. Actually, uh, our youngest is starting to play volleyball, and uh, she's developing as a, as a, a very good little athlete where that is concerned. But she's willing to do things that most people aren't willing to do, like get up at 5.30 in the morning so she can go work out that from 6 to 7.30. So that, you know, come on, at, at 13 years old. And she's had a couple of her friends come to work out with, and they don't last very long. Right? So your, your results are going to be determined by whatever it is that you're willing to do where the Word of God is concerned. And this is important. The Bible says in James chapter 1, Be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only. I can talk to you about meditating the Word, but if you're not going to meditate in it all the time, if you're not making it first place, if you're not going to have note cards or whatever you need to help you remember what that Word says about who you are, then you're not going to, go, you're not going to get there. You can get fed up all you want, and it ain't going to happen. And you're not going to be totally convinced because you're not willing to do what the Word of God says to do about the situation. The, the Word of God has to be done. And there's steps that God asks you. Every one of us are at different steps. I play, I play ball at different levels all the way up to the international level. And the process of it, every time, it was another level. <laughs> okay? And the process... I, you learn how to get good at that level. And it's fun when you can get to that level because then you're able to do what it is that you're capable of doing at a level that a lot of other people aren't willing, are, are willing to be at. But it doesn't stop there in the body of Christ. We're going to constantly be transformed by the renewing of our mind to what the Word of God says about who we are. In order for us to be who God created us to be, we've got to do whatever it is that God's telling us to do. Be willing to do whatever it is that God asks you to do. Now, in light of that, I want to talk to you just a quick smith about the reality of being led by the Spirit where the Word of God is concerned. Because you know what? This Word works. And you can take it and use it however you, it's going to work. But the revelation that you need for the life's, for life's challenges just day to day, day in and day out there needs to be a spirit-led word, not just a word that you're claiming. Oh, I'm claiming my healing. Well, what healing are you claiming? What, what has God spoken to you in the midst of the circumstance? Because this, uh, t- this is so important because, you know, here, if you go back to Genesis chapter 1, and you look at how God did what he did, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Then God said, God didn't say, and then the Spirit moved. 
the Spirit of the Lord hovered and moved upon the face of the waters. And again, God said, I'm telling you, there's something that's got to come. When you talk about doing what it is that God's told you to do, it's something that comes out of your spirit, man. And the Word is confirmed by it. The Holy Spirit is never going to lead you outside of what the Word of God says. They are two in one. Three, we're three in one with God himself. But the Holy Spirit, the word, don't, don't, well, I got this unction, Pastor. What does the Word of God say about it? No matter what, what I've learned over the years in my life, that's why I'm preaching this and why God simplified this for me, is, Rick, you can claim scriptures all day long. And how many of us have done it? And it seems like you're just milking a, a cow that has no milk in it. It's because, you know what? That's, that's just taking a scripture and putting it where I want it in order for me to get what I want. What I've learned is in order for me to have because God's desire is for me to win in that area of my life. But I need to hear what it is God's telling me to do in the situation that I'm going through in order for God to confirm his, his word to me. That's that rhema word. Come on. His word to me in the circumstance that I'm going through. Because when it's a word from God for you in the situation that you're going through, then he's going to manifest that because he will not allow his word to return void. He will make sure it comes to pass. So you and I go have to go and hear, what is it that God's telling me? What is it that God's telling me? What is his word saying to me? I spend time praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, taking my Bible. What are you saying, Lord? Recently, the Lord talked to he's, he's been talking to me about some things. Even this morning, he talked to me about some things. Because I don't just go in here for a good message. This morning, I, I spent time studying before this morning. Pressing into whatever the Lord wanted to speak this morning. But I had to, this morning, it's my new day. Right? Today's a brand new day. Perfect day, perfect life. God, what do you have for me? He began to speak to me about some things in my own personal life. And he spoke to them to me through his word. But I've been praying in the Spirit for about 30 or 45 minutes before I ever dove into the Word. Why? The Holy Spirit prepared me for what it is that God wanted to speak to me. The Bible says, with stammering lips and an unknown tongue will I speak unto my people. God's wanting to talk to us. He wants to tell us what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. We've got to spend time with Him in order for that to take place. So if you're going to win in any area of your life, you're going to get fed up. Then you're going to have to be totally convinced that it's God's will for you to win in that area of your life. And the last thing you have to do is you're going to have to do whatever it is that God tells you to do. Whatever it is. It may sound simple. He told, and there's a couple of testimonies I'll give you, and we'll, then Eric's going to come up and we're going to see the tithes and offerings. Jesus told his mother, do whatever it is, he says. I'm telling you, do whatever it is God's telling you to do. Naaman. What did the prophet tell Naaman? Go dip in the Jordan. Well, why don't I go to the Jordan? Why do I got to do that? Because God told you to. You're the only one that knows these things. You need to get along with God so God can tell you what he needs you to do. You know what? Go buy that person a gift. I don't buy that person a gift. Walking in love may take some effort on your, on your side. Hey, man. Got to trust God. I'm just, hey, I apologize if that hurt. Okay. Uh, he, look what he did to Peter. He said, Peter, launch out into the deep in Luke 5, 4. Peter, in, in Luke 5, 4, launch out into the deep. Then he said in John 21, 6, when he came back to him, cast your net on the right side. 
He didn't tell. Now, if Peter said, well, let me see. Last time he told me, to do, I need to go to the deep and go over there and drop my net out there. No, he gave him a different word the next time. Hmm. See, you keep doing what you did before to try to get the results that you got back then, but God may want you to do it a different way this time. Hallelujah. That's good, huh? That's good. Praise the Lord for the word. You see this throughout the Bible. And you, you and I, it's like the Shunammite woman. You can, there's so many testimonies that God directed people to do what it is. You can't ride on, you cannot ride your life on somebody else's revelation. You and I have got to press in and hear what it is God's telling us to do in the situations that we're facing in life. Until we do, we're never going to receive the results that God wants us to see. Amen? So get fed up with whatever you're going through right now. Just get fed up with it. Be totally convinced that it's God's will for you to win in that area of your life and do whatever it is that he's telling you to do. Amen. Did you ever see that? Amen. Amen.